we often interpret the sense of ourselves with what's happening or not happening with our business. And the thing is, a business has a lot of variables and they're not all something that's under our control, right? So the idea that every single thing that's happening to our business has everything to do with us, you know, that that's just not possible. I'm Sonia Statman, and you're listening to Women in the Business Arena. Over the last 20 years, I've had the honor of working with thousands of women in business. And during that time, I have been obsessed with finding a new way to operate business, one that eliminates hustle, supports ease, aligns with our values, and gives us a sustainable pathway to change the world. This podcast shares with you some of the lessons I've learned along the way. The conversations we have here are intimate, honest, and enlightening. It's like hanging out with your friends who also happen to be pretty amazing business owners. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, and welcome back to Women in the Business Arena. We're so excited. This is our new season we're launching. And I have here my amazing co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, Sonia. It's exciting to be back with like a new twist on Women in the Business Arena. I know. I'm very excited. I'm excited for this season. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about what you have to look forward to for this season. And then we're going to talk very specifically about a topic as well. And so this season, what we've decided to do is to bust myths in business. And the reason why is because I feel in my many, many years of being in business, and I'll let Laura speak to this as well, that so many women are struggling in business because they bought into a myth, right? They have a belief about how business should be, how they should be in business, how their marketing should be, how successful they should be, what their worth is, what their value is, right? We can go into lots of these kind of beliefs that we have, and it's all based on myth. It's a myth that the patriarchal structures have told us. It's a myth that the business gurus gurus have sold us. Like we've done all of this stuff and we're buying in to a bunch of BS. So we're going to bust those myths this season and really help you look at how to navigate business in a way that is aligned with who you are, that brings ease, not struggle, and that will allow you to stop getting stuck by all these things that are untrue. Yes, yes. And when I think about myths, I think about why it's so important to bust through them. What I see with women is internalizing this inner critic that comes out when they're not doing something that they're that they feel like, oh, well, this is what we're supposed to do. Like you said, like this is how it is in business. This is what a successful business looks like. And this is what a woman in her leadership looks like. And, yep. and then when they're not meeting that, they internalize that as personal failure. So I think one of the powers about talking about busting through myths is that we can say this is actually not even a realistic <laughs> expectation that we should have of ourselves. Like, or maybe this was a societal, like a collective misleading information here that you do not need to tap into anymore and do not make that your, your measurement. So yes, in fact, we're going to be breaking a whole bunch of measuring sticks here this season. So just prepare for that, like throw them out the window, all of these ways we've been comparing ourselves and looking at ourselves and measuring ourselves to these ideas or these concepts or these myths, we're going to be able to to remove all of that. And in doing so, it allows us to finally 
just be where we are and look at the next step that we need to take to succeed in our business. And, you know, that is really what I'm hoping that we can unfold over the season. So I'm super excited. And I'm in, I'm in for it. (laughs) Yay. And so the sort of myth we want to talk about today, and I think it's a real foundational one, and it's really that business has something to do with our worth, right? Like that's the myth. We, we believe that somehow business is connected to our worth. And even if we don't consciously say that, or it doesn't come out in that way, it's, we unconsciously believe it. And so it shows up in all kinds of ways, right? For instance, when we aren't getting clients, we start to wonder if something's wrong with us, right? Something is, you know, maybe we're not doing something right. Maybe we're a failure. Maybe we shouldn't even run a business. Or when someone says no to us, right? That they don't want to work with us. We start to wonder if they're rejecting us, if something's wrong with us. Maybe we're not worthy. Maybe we're just not enough, right? So this is what kind of shows up in the practice of our business. And the myth and what we want to talk about in terms of the truth is that our worth has nothing to do with our business. Like they are completely not even related. And so like with I do with my clients, I want to talk about unhooking our worth to our business. Yes, yes. I see this a lot in my clients, you know, and what I call an over-identifying, over-identification with our business in which our sense of ourself gets hooked, as you said, into how well, you know, if the business is doing well, then I'm a good person. If the business is making money, then that means I'm a great person. I'm worth something. I'm valuable. And we really want to be careful of that because, again, that critical voice and that like tearing down ourselves and our sense of worth is actually not going to help us as a human being. And it's not going to help our business in the long run. So it's really important to unhook it, not just for this, like reclaiming ourselves and our value, but actually, if you want your business to be successful, it, it can't be hooked in to that sense of you and your identity so strongly. Yeah. And I think one of the ways, you know, just on a feeling sense, one of the ways we can feel that is when our business feels really heavy right? That's the the word I hear a lot with my clients. Like it feels heavy. My marketing feels heavy. My sales feels heavy. My business feels heavy. Like there's something about the weight of that that tells me there's something like really personal and psychological connected to their business, right? It's not just like we're looking at our variables in our business. You know, we're looking at this amazing business that we have and we're like, oh, what lever can we pull? Oh, okay. What's the next tactic we need to try? Oh, this isn't working. Cool. Let's do something else, right? There's instead this other layer of heaviness that comes on because what we're looking at in terms of data is we're, we're interpreting it, right? We're defining that. We're making all of this plain, neutral information. We're making it mean something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that heaviness, I'm glad that you pointed that out. That is a very um, burdened sensation, right? It's like I'm carrying this burden. Because imagine that, like, let's think about that. You as an individual are carrying the burden of an entire company, organization, business that has its own function in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's not meant to be a reflection of your value. However, it is tough in this society because we do get that myth and that message. You know, constantly we see this. When you think about just like sort of the celebrity status, 
you know, that's put on entrepreneurs these days. It's very interesting because that makes sense for um, entertainment because they're kind of like their identity, like entertainers, celebrities, their brand is who they are, although it's not healthy for them to take that on either. And that's why we see a lot of challenges for celebrities that are in high profile. Mm. But it's like, that's interesting how that same kind of expectation from the public of like, you are your company. We're seeing that with entrepreneurs. So I guess I want to just highlight that what we're talking about, not only, you know, in the myth, creating being like an individual myth that you might believe in, but it is a myth that's perpetuated by society. Society does make us think that we, because we're the face of our business, are hooked in. And if our business is doing well, then we're a famed success, getting all the you know attention. And if our business is not doing well, then we're a failure. So I think it's always important to to speak to the systemic pressures, which is something that you and I are always you know trying to to shift. But but they're real and they impact us you know every day in our sense of ourselves and and how we perceive our business. Yeah, and and that's the piece. It's like we often interpret the sense of ourselves with what's happening or not happening with our business. And the thing is, a business has a lot of variables and they're not all something that's under our control, right? So the idea that every single thing that's happening to our business has everything to do with us, you know, that that's just not possible because it has to do with the market and the way things are flowing and the way people perceive it and the communication and, and who our target market is. And there's like so many variables. And so making it be a one-for-one you know, like thing is really where the distortion is. And so I want to split hairs for a second because I do often talk about how we do want to create a business that aligns with who we are. We do, we are somewhat the fuel of our business, right? There is a connection between us and our business and we want alignment. We want to be tapping into our energy. We want to be using our strengths. We want to be tapping into our genius. So all of that is a yes. That So the business is aligned with us and the more aligned, the easier it is to run. But it is not a symbol of our worth. And that's really the hair I want to split because it's fine if we look at like, cool, this business is aligned or even if it's misaligned to be like, ooh, I should tweak this because this really isn't working with my strengths. But that's very different than saying I am not good enough because of what's happening with this business or I am a failure or I can never succeed because something is wrong with me, right? That's the difference of what we're talking about. Yeah, I am grateful that you're splitting that hair because I think that does get misinterpreted or misunderstood a lot because people do hear, oh, well, my business is a reflection of me and, you know, and I need to be aligned or my energy impacts my business. And we are not disputing that as the myth. Like, yes, there's a connection. And the more that you take care of yourself, that has a positive impact on your business. So we're not denying the correlation there. However, there is this particular piece, this thought that my business is directly equated with value, my value of myself. If I'm a valuable human being, you know, walking yeah. on this planet. And that is so much to put on your business. And it's so much, so many variables, like you said, that can go in so many different directions that don't have anything to do with you because you can't control the market. You can't control certain economic fluctuations that are going to happen. 
You know, right. you can't sometimes um, control supply and demand, you know, if you're talking about a product that you're trying to produce. So there's so many different things that can come into play. And so I'm glad that you're mentioning that I I want people to still know that how you take care of yourself does have a positive impact on your business. But yes. let's not let the business identity engulf yours. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know, it's it's so interesting these different aspects, right? Cuz I don't I don't think we're talking enough about this in the business world, right? Where we just sort of it's like automatic, especially for women, right? And now we're taught that our value is often in the time that we give or how much care we give to others or how much we over-deliver, or how much we over-promise, right? Like there's patterns that we all have about where our value is. And so what ends up happening is because the business does reflect us in some ways, right? Because we often bring some of our patterns into our business, then those patterns start playing out. But the truth is that you are worthy just by breathing. There's nothing that you have to do to be worthy. There's nothing you have to be to be worthy. There's nothing you have to succeed at to be worthy. And this is why we have to unhook that idea from our business. They're not related. Your worthiness is priceless. Your worthiness is completely separate from your business. But your business does reflect some of the patterns and some of who you are and, you know, all of these different pieces. So, you know, that's the kind of understanding we want to share. Yeah, yeah, so important. And, you know, I think that for many people that have, if you're a serial entrepreneur, you may have struggled with this more in the very beginning and then kind of learn quickly. Because I think that when entrepreneurs start to really become engulfed by the business identity, they will eventually feel that kind of the negative fallout. And so after a couple of times, I mean, that has been what's true for me is that the first go around, I got lost a lot more in my company because I was moving from being an employee to being a sole entrepreneur. And it was confusing for me to know, well, where is that? You know, if I'm a solo entrepreneur, so it's all about me. But over time, I was able to realize that, oh, these are very distinct, even just like you're talking about sensation and, and energy, it's distinct energy. You know, it's like, just like having a child, you eventually you birth this child, but it is an individual being. And it has its own experiences. And you can influence that and it will influence you. But it's important to see those things as separate. And I think that that might be a helpful way of just thinking about, and I actually use this with my clients from um, a family systems perspective. I talk about like, just like we're going to talk about relationships in your family and things, relationships, how they've impacted you. We're now going to add the business here as a relationship that you have to that business. So understanding that it needs to be separate, just, you know, like all of the people in your family, you don't want to be enmeshed with them. You don't right. want to be overly identified with them. You don't want their success in the world to reflect on who you are and your value. We have to look at that through the same lens. And I think for entrepreneurs, they finally kind of, that clicks for many of them because they're like, oh yeah, I think of my business as like just an extension of my family. Like it's that intense. Like it's part of my life. And so it's like, yes, you can see it that way, but let's have a healthy relationship then and not start doubting your value as a person 
because the business is going off the rails or something's happening there. Because you don't do that if your family member is struggling. They, you don't somehow have to be completely changed. Your identity changed by that person. You just go, oh, I wonder how I can help that person. I wonder how I can, you know, um, improve this relationship. So I find that for some people that can be kind of a bridge to help them understand that it's, it's okay to, to be connected, but think of it like your other types of relationships. Knowing the business is not a human connection, <laughs> but it has a lot of psychological similarities to mm. how we relate to creation, to what we've birthed, what we've created, right? And that's why we, you and I make a lot of parallels between our journey as parents and what it's like to birth a company into the world and watch it grow. Yes. And if you have very dysfunctional family, family patterns, then yes, you could also very much have dysfunctional business patterns, right? I mean, you know, I definitely see and have experienced, you know, the enmeshing, the lack of boundaries between me and family members and me and my business, right? Like there is this untanglement that we, we really need to do in order to find that healthiness. And so, the cool part about having a business is we get to create what we want. We get to create something that's aligned with us, right? We don't have quite as much control over a human if we create that or definitely not with our families. But with our business, we get to create something that's fully aligned, that makes us happy, that is connected to us. And it is not us. Like to to be able to have that where we think it's us and it's this mirror, like sure, you know, sometimes Laura and I have talked about this and I've definitely talked about this, you know, before as well in terms of sometimes things are a mirror for us. They hold up a mirror, but also there's nothing in the world that is a direct aspect of that mirror. Like there might be a piece I see in someone else that kind of reflects a pattern of mine, or there might be something that's happening in my business that might reflect some energy I've got going on. And that's one data point or one way for me to diagnose what's happening in my business. But to think that everything that happens in my business is directly correlated to me, I think that's where the danger comes in. That's where we start to, you know, and what happens is we really start to hijack the patterns we already have running. So if I believe somewhere that I'm not good enough, then I start to use my business as an example of that, right? So a lot of times it is kind of like using the business in the patterns we have. Would you say that's true, Laura? Yes. Yeah. Like where the business is another re recreation, a, a pattern that's running in your life. And so if you are wanting to create more clear boundaries and understand that your value is not contingent on your business value, then you want to start working with that sense of what's my pattern with boundaries? You know, what's yeah. my pattern with like owning what it is, what's mine? Am I, you know, and this is something um, I have my clients that are really empathic. They struggle with this a lot because it's yeah. empaths. They, they usually most empaths by the time they come into my practice, they've already had a lot of, they've already been doing a lot of work on boundaries or that's why they're in therapy to be like, I've got to get a handle on this. I've got to have some boundaries because as an empath, I'm feeling everything and I'm taking everything on. So they can be really successful entrepreneurs because they feel into things are very intuitive. They've got um, just a, a savviness about them and ability to, to read into the market, what people need and how to provide a solution. Yet they can get really lost in the 
over identifying with their with their business. So patterns, that's why it's important. You know, when this runs, this is a theme that Sonia and I are always talking about why the inside of ourselves affects the outside of the business. So this is kind of leading me to, to ask the question, Sonia, you know, if some of the listeners now are like, okay, I get it. I have possibly been buying into this myth mm-hmm. that I am indeed one and the same with my business. And I want to bust that myth and I want to separate out this sense of identity. What is it that you find is helpful for the clients you're working with? Like what do, where's the step that we take to start shifting this myth? And I guess, yeah, like, yeah. I love this question. And, and I think it's in the first thing that has to happen is we need to unhook, like we need to consciously and then work with the subconscious as well, right? Unhook our worth to our business. It's like, a, it's almost like a deliberate decision to not buy into it anymore, right? To not hold our hat that our worth has something to do with our business. And so I talk about it in terms of the worthy work. And one of the reasons actually why I named my program, my group, Worthy Women Collective, is because what I want to support women especially to do is to recognize their worthiness, not connected to their business, right? Just their worthiness, reclaim their worthiness. And then when they feel worthy, build their business from that place, right? Now, of course, many of us are not feeling worthy and in our business already, right? So then it it requires us to do some of that worthy work. And the worthy work can be done in multiple ways, right? Some of it is about recognizing what are the patterns that we're still navigating, right? How are we hooking ourselves into our business that way, right? What happens when something goes wrong in our business? Do we blame ourselves? Do we get down on ourselves? Do we make ourselves wrong? Do we shame go into shame spirals? Like what are the pieces there? And so some of that can be done conscious work, right? And I do that in my program. Sometimes we need extra therapy work and that's where Laura comes in, right? We need to really dig into that subconscious, understand the deep held patterns of shame that we have around being good enough, right? And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's in, it's almost like the worthy work is in parallel to the business work, but they're not exactly the same work, right? Yes. Yes. And that distinction and that you don't have to get one perfect before you get to the next. That's right. That's life. So much of like, we're learning and shifting and doing healing work and growing at the same time that we're living our lives and strengthening relationships and birthing new things and creating and, you know, life is moving and we can also be in process, this parallel process. So I really like that reminder so that people can actually, again, shift any kind of unrealistic expectation. This doesn't mean that you've got to put everything, uh oh, now I've got to just close the business and then figure this piece out and come back. It's actually just, like you said, it's bringing awareness, bringing consciousness to say, Oh, here I am. There's that pattern. And I think that for many people, what I see is that they underestimate that, that power of awareness. They do. They're just like, well, so what I know now it's like, well, did you know before you didn't? Right. So things are going to start shifting now that you've become conscious And you're going to start noticing examples of, oh, I'm feeling really bad today. Like what's going on? 
oh, well, my business just took a hit or I just lost that that client or my revenue is down this month. And you start looking at like, what are things are going on in your business? Yep, that's normal to be disappointed if our business is not performing well. But if you take a deep hit, if you're like having a crying spell, if you're disconnecting from your family, if you are starting to experience heightened state of anxiety or depression, that would be a sign that your identity is a mesh, that there's too much there connection and you're being engulfed by what's happening in your business. Your sense of value is being changed. Yes. And, you know, that kind of brings me into this, well, a couple of things I wanted to to talk about. And one is this idea, because you hear this a lot in the business world, that you should be charging what you're worth. Okay. I hate that phrase. And so I, I wanted to bring that because again, your worth is not connected to your pricing. It's not connected to what you're charging. It's not connected to what someone will pay you. Yes, we do want to be able to communicate the value that someone's going to get from working with us, right? You know, that's an important part of the marketing and sales process is we want to be able to communicate our value. And that's something that I work with my clients on a lot. But communicating our value is not saying the same thing as we should charge what we're worth. It will be impossible for you to charge what you're worth because you can't put a number on that. And when we have that kind of indoctrinated thinking going on, then we start looking at the numbers. Oh, well, if someone will pay us $1,000, that must mean we're valuable. But if someone's only willing to pay us $50, we're not valuable. Oh my gosh, that person over there, how are they getting $250 an hour? And I'm still charging $100 an hour. That must mean I'm not worthy. And that's where all the problems come in because it has nothing to do with your worth. I am very appreciative of your highlighting this piece right here, because I think this is exactly where it gets confusing. And what how I kind of think about those different value measures is you have to consider that we live in a capitalist society. This is capitalism here in the United States. So things are valued by their, their capital. So if there's a product or a service, it's a commodity, it's on the market, it's a free marketplace. So we give it a capital value. So your business has a lot of that type of value attached, but what you can charge for a product or a service. Now you as a human being do not have capital value. You have intrinsic value. Yes. As a human being. Yes. And like Sonia, you're saying that is priceless. We cannot put a dollar sign on a human being's intrinsic value. And so that's a really, I think like important place you could start is just thinking about right now, when you think about how much you charge, especially all of you service providers, that is like, oh, an hour of my time is worth this much money. Have you been actually thinking that when you're charging what you're worth, that that is your worth, that you're really, it all boils down to like 150 an hour? Because what you're saying, Sonia, I want you guys all to get this. Like what she is saying is that right there is the big myth. And and it's a big trap of thinking if you get caught in that. And so really pulling back on that one and understanding that the difference between a capital value, a metric of value, if you will, within our capitalist economy versus intrinsic value, who you are 
and what you mean to this world and to the people around you and and the whole reason why you're here <laughs> is priceless. Yes. And I mean, there like this could be a whole podcast episode just in and of itself. Intrinsic value versus capitalistic value, right? Because first of all, marketers they get more by telling us we're not worthy, by telling us we need them, by telling us if we only had what they offered, right? And this goes all the way from beauty products to like, you know, to coaching, right? It doesn't matter where everybody's like, if you had what I can give you, you'd be better. You'd be enough. You'd be wonderful, right? Like this is how the capitalistic system works. And one of the reasons why I think that a lot of women struggle in business in general is because a lot of us have intrinsic values, not capitalistic values. And so when we go into business, we're like, you know, there's like this misalignment because we believe in the goodness of people. We believe in connection. We believe that's where the value is, not in money and profit and profit first. And, you know, so this is sometimes where that misalignment in the business world comes in. And of course, you know, I've spent decades, you know, and Laura and I've talked about this a million times as well, is that you don't have to operate that way in business. You can operate in alignment with your intrinsic values. But the business arena is designed from capitalistic values. And so we need to understand that because that's where some of the confusion lies. And I was just going to add, you know, you can take this in a really like simple formula or looking at something, right? So you can take someone who, let's say someone's working with corporate and let's say that someone, we have two service providers, both doing coaching. One's working with a corporate audience. One's working with low-income women, right? Let's say you've got those two people. They're delivering the same service in the same time, but one person in charging corporate because of the market, because of their target market, because of who they're working with, they can charge $1,000 an hour. And then you've got the person who's working with low income, they can charge $50 an hour, right? So same value, right? Same intrinsic value, same person, same time, same skills, right? But one is targeting someone that can pay 50 and one is targeting someone that can pay a thousand. And that's not telling you go hire, you know, go work only with corporate people. It's just saying that we can't tie our worth and our pricing into our value. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a great illustration. It's like, there's the same job being done, probably very similar service, but depends on all these different variables. And, you know, and that point that you made is just that we do think about measuring so much of business success, which I think we've talked about this on other podcasts, we measure business success through that capital lens. And so it is about value, like, oh, how much is the actual money that's being exchanged? But if you think about even just different metrics for success, then there's different ways of doing that. I know for me, I had to actually um, stop myself mid entrepreneurship, like kind of in the middle of my business, because I operated for 12 years, my co-working space. And at some point in the middle, I kind of had to stop and be like, what am I measuring even the value of my business by? Yeah. You know, and those things looked differently than what I was hearing in some of the business, you know, boot camps and like different classes and things like that. Because for me, it was a learning experience. I was like, am I learning from this this is a very successful company. Am I making an impact? And this is a very successful company, you know? And so even just like the way I measured my business was different than 
what I was seeing. So a little bit of an aside, but just knowing like, even if you're kind of thinking, well, how do I even measure my business? And even if I see it separately, can it still have value that's not attached to money? And yes, I believe it can be, (laughs) obviously, or I wouldn't be doing what I do in the world. Yes, I love that. And I think that that is really resonating with, I mean, most of the women that I've worked with, you know, it's not that they don't want money, financial success, wealth, we we all want to have that so we can inject it into the world so we can have impact, right? There's so many reasons why that's very important. But that is most, most, I I feel like most women, at least women I've worked with, that's not their motivating factor. They're not focused on the money they're making. They want it as a tool, as, uh, you know, something to contribute to the real intrinsic value they have, right? And that's not what's focused on in most business circles. It's really about the cash, What's the number you're bringing in? And, you know, I mean, we go, this is a whole nother topic. And I'm sure we will talk about this this season because it's a huge myth, you know, that a lot of people are going after big money, but they're not going after ease. They're not going after freedom. They're not going, they're actually sacrificing a lot to have that big money. Oftentimes they don't even have profit. So, you know, like there's a whole thing there that, you know, we can talk about another time, but I feel like with this topic, you know, what you were saying earlier, Laura, and then I think we can wrap up as well is, you know, there's this thing about awareness. We take for granted the power of awareness. You know, so much of the work that I do is about people being more aware of the patterns, more aware of the way they're operating, more aware of what they want. And the awareness is actually everything because when we are aware of what's actually happening, we make different choices. We look at things differently. We see opportunities we might not have seen before. And so this is the same thing, being aware and making a decision that I'm not going to let my business dictate my worth. That is a powerful awareness and it's a game changer. Yes, I love that. And I want to underline what you said earlier about that. It is a choice. So it takes awareness because you want to become aware that it is happening. And then you make a choice to deliberately unhook your intrinsic value from the way that you're valuing your business or the way it's being valued by the market. It's like, let's unhook those things because that is going to free you up to have so much more energy because someone who feels valuable and who knows their worth can do amazing things in the world. And so we want to see you unhook and free yourself for that, right? Yes, yes. And that's actually the perfect place to end. So thanks, Laura, for joining me. Thank you all for being here. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, did you enjoy today's show? Are you excited about this new season? Busting Miss is so powerful, but you know what is even more powerful? Joining a group of women who kicked all these backward business beliefs to the curb and are creating a business that aligns with their values and works for their life. Would you like to join us? If you want to learn more, just head over to worthywomencollective.com. And if you want more goodies from the Women in the Business Arena podcast, be sure to visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Until next time, may you have more ease and joy in your business and life.